0: It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. What is up? Welcome to the Week 1 edition of Hands and Hints here at Fantasy Points I am recording this podcast slash video on Thursday morning uh, near the noon time hour here on the East Coast. So it's still kind of early in the week, but not that early because we do have a football game tonight to kick off the 2023 NFL season. This is always the toughest week of the year for yours truly because we transition quickly basically the day after Labor Day, from preseason to in-season. It's also week one. Um, we're getting less and less information from NFL teams in training camp, so there will be plenty of surprises. So a little bit uh, of a potpourri of stuff here for this first edition of Hanson's and Sense here on the podcast feed and the video feed. So we'll start with... An article that just went up yesterday, the 6th of September, at FantasyPoints.com. And that was season-long predictions, essentially, or bets, basically. I only did four, actually five, last year. I did go 4-1 and on them. Um, My lone loss was I took the New England Patriots over 8.5 wins, and they got 8. So uh, just missed that one. I am going to call it up right here and uh, in a moment on my computer and give you the picks because it's up on the website, fantasypoints.com. I did also have, full disclosure, Rashad White was like plus 5,000 or maybe even 6,000 to win rookie of the year. That did not win. I'm not counting that against my record. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, I took over their win total that hit. I picked the Vikings, if you can believe that, to win The NFC North, uh, that hit as well. But let's get into what I see this year here. And actually, you know what? I can't find the damn article. I'll just call it up on the website. Oh, there it is. All right, here we go. Some best bets for the 2023 season. I, I feel very good about these, by the way. So hopefully you can get these in in time. Pittsburgh Steelers, once again, over eight and a half wins. Minus 20 there on DK. Of course, Kenny Pickett has been absolutely balling this summer. It's so obvious that he's going to have a mini breakout at the least here in year number two. Good vibes all around. Mike Tomlin's never been under 500. Green Bay Packers, another one of my best bets for the entirety of the season. I'm going to go over seven and a half wins. That's the total. Uh, Even money here, plus 100. I've been feeling this all year long. The vibes have been pretty good. Detroit Lions kicking off the 2023 campaign tonight against KC. We'll see how they show. I'm sure they'll show well. But I'm still going to go a little contrarian there because um, actually the odds are way better than plus 100. It's plus, I think, 400. i got to correct that on the website to tell you the truth. So I do like that one there. Green Bay over 7.5 wins. Matt LaFleur is boring as hell, but, man, very stable and – despite the young receiving core and the young quarterback, of course, Jordan Love. A lot of continuity there. Um, I believe all five starters returning on the O-line. I know is a little hurt, uh, banged up heading into week number one. I would assume he'll go. Uh, next up, Rams, under six and a half. And certainly the Cooper Cup news doesn't hurt this cause at all. And I had a bad vibe on Cup the second that injury was, was reported on September 1st. I'm like, you know what? I mean, we we didn't drop him that much on the board. A little polarizing. A lot of people thought it was no big deal. I was like, no, no, no. Big deal to me. 30 years old, multiple injuries with his legs, including an ACL. It's, It's terrible. So now we're, you know, worried about IR, which knocks him out for a month. Next up, Giants to win the NFC East. Now, this is also... Little ballsy, but it's plus 900. No team has repeated as NFC East champions in 20 years. Last team to do it, the Philadelphia Eagles under Andy Reid with Donovan McNabb, that team that made the Super Bowl that lost to the New England Patriots uh, back in 04. Um, Green Bay Packers. So there's that. And then that's it. That's all I have in terms of futures. But I do have some props. Uh, future props that I really like. I could not find a single Sky Moore prop on DraftKings, but I like them all over everything on catches, yards, touchdowns, whatever they are. I like it because, you know, the markets are still well below where I am on Sky Moore. Maybe they'll be right. Maybe I'll be right, but I like it. Let's just go to Kenny Pickett next up here. Over 3,300 yards. Uh, we have him at 39.75. So I think that's a huge difference. And it's enough to feel really good about it, especially since Mike and my projection is somewhat conservative. Next up, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, over 17.5 touchdown passes. So we have 21. I think that's conservative. All he has to do is hit 18. I do think he'll do that. Also, Kenny Pickett. Same deal, 18 and a half touchdowns. I think he'll get 19 at least. We have 24 based on the fantastic vibes. All he has to really do is get like 1.2 a game here. I know last year, touchdowns were very difficult to come by. I I know. And Matt Canada is back, but I still like it. Uh, It's a better offense. You have Calvin Austin, Darnell Washington, a healthy Najee Harris, Allen Robinson even. It's they're better than they were last year, and Kenny Pickett's better uh, mentally and physically. Moving on, another prop I really like Dave Montgomery over 750.5 yards on DK, even money. I think the rushing yards will be plenty for Dave Montgomery. We've got him over 1,000, so pretty good discrepancy there. Next is Rashad White over 700.5 rushing yards. I know Ryan Jensen is done again at center. They do have an issue. They do they could have a bottom five, six O line. But even if I believe that Rashad is very durable, Rashad White himself told me in June he's really bulked up and some muscle, but very cognizant of not losing any speed or juice. Why did he do that to prepare for the rigors of a full season? They don't want to overexpose him. So it's not like he's going to come out and get 22 carries in week number one. But I think we are going to be good. And again, anyone can get hurt at any time. But generally speaking, I think we're good for 15 games of 15 plus carries for Rashad White. Even if he misses two games, that's, you know, we're still there. And if we get that, even if he's at 3.5 yards a carry on 15 carries every week. still hits it by 87 yards so I like that one a lot also like Brian Robinson, it's a very similar situation there early down guy certainly Rashad's going to be a three down back but Brian Robinson is the primary early down back I talked with Ron Rivera in June he told me as much did also tell me that they're going to use him in the passing game more this year on early downs which we've seen in the preseason but he also said that it's going to be a little bit more clearly defined with Antonio Gibson as the change up, third down back, hurry up back, pass catching specialist, and Brian Robinson as the early down back, basically. I, I would guess if healthy, like he'll get 80% of the early down reps. And, you know, he's good, by the way. The old line's not very good, but he just needs to get 15 carries in 14, 15 games, and we're good with this one here over 750 yards. Ron Rivera is going to run the rock a lot as they break in Sam Howell, or maybe even Jacoby Brissett, if Howell is not ready for prime time. And then last but not least, another David Montgomery prop for the season, getting this in last minute. But, I mean, ideally, this is when you do make these wagers right at the last minute. Sometimes the odds, though, hurt. Um, David Montgomery, over 6.5 rushing touchdowns. I think it's pretty clear that offensive coordinator Ben Johnson is about using a power back insured yardage, especially on top of the goal. Obviously, that was the case with Jamal Williams last year, and I do think it will be the case with David Montgomery. Now, let's transition quickly over to some props I like for the kickoff of week number one, the Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Detroit Lions. Last year, my prop record was, eh, wasn't that great. It was 15 over, 500, which include the VIG. It's probably breaking even. However, I am setting aside three to four full hours that I did not have last year on props. Just FYI there, really should be my wheelhouse. So I'm going to pull back a little bit from my DFS content because i'm not really a dfs guy although i think my picks are pretty good i'm still going to give the picks out on saturday night in the hansen hints article so that will be a game-by-game preview of everything last minute matchup stuff and all that players i like i will throw in uh some dfs picks i might try to get the props in there as well like a one-stop shop on a on a saturday night slash sunday morning I, I do it saturday night normally i do it sunday morning because it just takes me days to write days and days, like pretty much started Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday morning. But that's neither here nor there. I have been, I will be uh, devoting more time to the propage this year, but hopefully we start off on the right foot. Um, by the way, I also do like the chiefs, um, minus four and a half, um, I was four games over 500 on my spread picks last year. Again, not great, uh, but could be worse. Um, Not awful. And I will be devoting more time to these. But without any further ado, the props that I like here, I'm not going to do this every week, by the way, because this is subscriber-only content at fantasypoints.com. But Sky Moore, my guy, total receiving yards. Of course, our guy Tom Brawley, the grinder, was on this a week or so ago or more before the Travis Kelsey injury when the line was 35, 36. Absolute joke. With Kelsey on the field and Sky Moore, clearly one of the top wide receivers, basically the top wide receiver. We'll see about Kadarius Tony. That That was incredible. If you got that in, congratulations. But I, I'll still go over 43.5. He is a very good dude after the catch. So get ready to see a lot of that. You know, a quick in-breaking route, quick hitter, and Sky Moore with the ball in his hands is like a running back. Huge hands, 10 inches, over 10. Um, very good short area burst. You know, I've watched this closely. I've listened to Sky talk about it all off season. Last year, there were a lot of things going on last year. I did oversell it, uh, but I'll be proven correct, just like I was proven correct, by the way, on Travis Kelsey, who – I oversold a little bit his first two big years. It'll be fine because uh, I truly believe in Sky Moore. So he's going to go over forty three point five. He has done everything to gain the trust of Patrick Mahomes. There's a lot of, you know, nonverbal communication out there on the field, live scramble drill stuff. Mahomes is big off script, and one of the reasons Kelsey's so great is because they're on the same page and Sky Moore has been working hard to get there, and that's really what he needs to do. Uh, as I said last year, that was clearly it. You know, snaps were, snaps were not bad for a rookie, and they didn't necessarily need him with Michael Hardman and Juju on the team, but, you know, he didn't get a lot of targets because he just didn't have that trust. But he has it now, and they need him. Next one is Josh Reynolds. For the Lions, we were way over the markets all summer on Josh Reynolds. Not that I love Josh Reynolds or anything, but he's a pretty solid player. Inside-outside versatility. I still don't know what the hell happened in Tennessee, by the way, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Back with his guy, Goff, it didn't take long for him to show signs of life in Detroit. And last year, actually, as I noted in the article, through week five – Josh Reynolds was actually wide receiver 23 with 23 grabs for 320, 335, and two touchdowns. So over 26 and a half yards there. It's a bet MGM. Guess you can get it. You know, I'll do a little bit more if it's elsewhere, like if it's 27 or 28, that's fine. Um, we do still have a total in this game over 50 points. And I do like the Lion running game to do some damage with no Chris Jones. And the Chiefs do have three good corners, but come on now. Uh, 27 yards for Josh Reynolds. You could get that literally in the first half, no question about it. And then I'm going to go next up, Jameer Gibbs. And I'm not trying to do a lot of props from Thursday Night Football because I want to be very selective, but I I really do like this one as well. This is probably the biggest leap of faith um, among all these. Over 30.5 Receiving yards. We have heard that Jameer Gibbs is a little, has been a little underwhelming, power running it, you know, between the tackles in camp and in the preseason games and all that. But he's done a little bit better than they even expected. And they knew he was a good receiver in the passing game. So I think they're going to try to unleash him a little bit tonight. I think they'll probably have to ultimately with a rookie tight end, and and not much else there. Remember, no Jamison Williams. So, I like it. Over 30.5 receiving yards. We have him at 42. And then, last but not least, David Montgomery. Total rushing yards for the game. Over on points bet, 50.5. I'll go 51-52. I do think he'll get a few more carries than people expect. Um, And maybe, said another way, uh, Jameer Gibbs will get fewer carries than people expect so there it is that is what i am seeing here on a thursday getting ready for week number one of the football season um we're all excited ready to go let me quickly before i sign off here just go very quickly to give you a quick glance first look at the rest of the matchups here as I throw out some hints. Panthers, Falcons, good volume for Miles Sanders. Still think Adam Thielen is going to be active from Bryce Young. Decent enough matchup for the Atlanta Falcons, though don't really love Jake Drake London, who could see a little shadow treatment from JC Horn. Um Bijan and Pitts, you know, I'm in. You know, looking looking solid here. Pitts could though see, you know, some tougher ma- uh, a tougher matchup. Uh, Kyle Pitts, but he practiced all all year, and you know, presumably in good sh- good shape. Jeremy Chin, that is the matchup there. Well, we'll see. By the way, we don't know. Uh, they may not play him in that regard, but he was kind of their nickel corner. They they may put him on uh, Kyle Pitts quite a bit though. They do have two good corners though. Uh, and J.C. Horn and Dante Jackson. So it, it could be a little bit of a pits game. Moving on, oh, for the Houston Texans, Damian Pierce, you know, I, I think you can get two, three grabs in this game. So I not the greatest matchup, but I, I'm still fire with Damian Pierce. Bengals-Browns, the hint I have here is that I'm a little concerned about Joe Burrow, who has averaged like 1.3 touchdown passes a game in this matchup the last three two of them last year and he's thrown the same number of picks as well so he's got four touchdown passes in his last three and four picks might not be totally 100 i talked with our colleague and contributor here dr mark addicts uh, this morning and he does agree that burrow's escapability mobility might be a little limited here um obviously it's in cleveland so i expect plenty of Nick Chubb and I think David Njoku might outshine like an Amari Cooper in this game. Jaguars, Colts, I think the Jags are looking really good. I, I think the Colts D, I don't know much. I mean, I don't have a good feel uh for the Colt D. Um, it is a new scheme and all that. New coaches, personnel wise, they're weak, you know, in general on defense, especially in the secondary. So I like Trevor Lawrence. Uh the Maybe the toughest matchup would be for Kirk uh, with Kenny Moore inside. So this could be a Calvin Ridley blow-up spot right at the gate. More likely, Evan Ingram. I uh, do like some Evan Ingram. And for the Colts, could we just not get this backfield? Can we, can we ignore it? I mean, Deion Jackson, presumably the, the RB1, I, I, that's the guy to use. Uh, we'll see if Zach Moss is officially ruled out. I do like Evan Hall for the long term, but, hey, it's week one. You're not using Evan Hall. Tampa Bay, Minnesota. A lot of people talking about Brian Flores improving the Viking defense. I'm sure he will. I still think, though, that they're suspect, beatable. Then again, the the opponent isn't great with Baker Mayfield, who looked okay, decent enough vibes, and he does have weapons, so it's not hopeless for Rashad White. I, I feel okay about White in this game i think he's gonna get some volume feel the same way about alexander madison of course uh that's the guy who stands out to me for minnesota wouldn't be surprised if jordan addison balled out right out of the gate uh because hawkinson held out for much of the preseason addison balling titans and saints not a ton here um I do think it's a good matchup for the saints overall Titan secondary is suspect at best. So I think we're looking pretty good there. No Alvin Kamara, Kendra Miller, a little bit dinged up Jamal Williams. I know it's boring, not the greatest matchup, but he should get the volume as they exchange blows there. Jamal Williams running downhill versus Derrick Henry. That's about it. I mean, I think you use Deandre Hopkins. If you drafted him as your starter, uh, can't wait to see what Tajay Spears does. Unbelievable player um, for what he is. I'm not saying he's Bijan Robinson good, but for a dude who slipped a little bit to the third round, he's really good. Um, Niners, Steelers, I don't love this game really for fantasy. You use your studs that you would normally use, but no one really truly stands out to me in this one. You know, Joey, uh, Nick Bosa just signed, so maybe he's, you know, limited a little bit snap wise, but you know, a big test for Kenny Pickett. Uh, not going to go gaga over Kenny Pickett, uh, for number week number one here with this tough matchup, but watch him probably throw for like 240 with a couple of touchdowns. And then and then we'll say next week that it, you know, it bows well. Uh, moving on to Arizona, DC, of course, Arizona, a little bit of a dumpster fire mode there. James Conner, use him while you can. Decent enough matchup for Hollywood Brown. Don't love him, though. Do really like Brian Robinson in this game to get mad volume. Really like Brian Robinson in this one against the hapless Cardinals. Packers-Bears, we'll see about the injuries with the receivers, Watson and Dobbs, so that's certainly a problem. Don't love DJ Moore here. He'll see a lot of Jair Alexander. Don't love uh, Justin Fields. Obviously, they need to slow him down on the ground running the rock here could be a juggernaut, but don't like Justin Fields passing in this one. Raiders, Broncos, I kind of like Samaje Ryan in this one because I just don't see Javante Williams handling like 20 touches. Uh, but Javante, from all intents and purposes, is good to go. Uh, we'll see about Jerry Judy. I don't believe that Jerry Judy can be trusted and or will play, uh, but he's got a chance. Still like Cortland Sutton, though, quite a bit. For the Raiders – Look, Devontae Adams, they may not do the travel treatment, but he's going to see Pat Sertan. So I do like uh, Jacoby Myers a little bit more than usual. Dolphins Chargers, I think, will be a higher scoring game. So use your key guys. I'm going to be higher on Tua Tagovailoa veloa this week than normal, though the Charger receivers are nearly impossible to dif- differentiate. Obviously, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are the top two ranked guys. Eagles, Patriots. You know, this one's got a weird vibe to it because it's almost like they're daring us to take the Patriots in an upset. Uh, but, you know, that line is a little lower than I thought. Um, so we shall see. I do like the Patriot defense. I think in general they're going to be tough, though they have had their problems with mobile quarterbacks. They know that, and they've known that the Eagles are their weak one opponent for months, so I'm sure they're preparing for it. But I'd pull back just a little bit from expectations on the Philly Birds. We'll see about their running game as well. We'll see what Zeke Elliott does uh, for the New England Patriots. They're so annoying with their week-to-week nature in terms of their first three guys, their go-to guys. Not the greatest matchup, so I'd like to avoid if at all possible. Rams, Seahawks, Geno Smith looking really good. Zach Charbonnet may even get some volume, you know, later in the game with the game in hand because the Rams are not going to have Cooper cup cam makers use them while you can certainly viable. I do think that van Jefferson is a lot more viable for week one than usual. We've been high on Jefferson all summer. Tyler Higby though is the play. Seahawks have been not good against tight ends dating back to last year. And Higby getting a lot of volume giants, Cowboys, not the, Greatest matchup for Daniel Jones, who did not do well here last year. Different story, though. I think it'll be an inside game for Danny Dimes with Darren Waller, of course, and Paris Campbell. I don't know about Slayton and Hodgins, though. They have very good outside corners. Um, Cowboys, hey, I think the Giant D is going to be really good, but maybe not right away. Uh, I think uh, Banks, uh, the corners, looked real good. I mean, Thibodeau, I mean, we've got some players here for Dexter Lawrence. So I'm not saying it's going to be a a wonderful showing here for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, but you're certainly rolling with their top guys. And then finally, Bills, Jets, not feeling this is a big fantasy day either. Um, Use your guys that you drafted to start for you other than maybe Gabe Davis. I, I am a little down on Gabe Davis here. Don't love anyone else here. Tyler Conklin. Might be a sleeper, though, for the Jets, and yeah, not Gabe Davis, um, who could see a little bit more of Sauce Gardner. I'm going to wrap it up here. This has been another edition of Hanson's Hints, week one edition. Week one's weird. When we return next week for week number two, we'll have another you know potpourri assortment of waiver wire pickups, maybe a quick look at the week, like I just did here. Uh, so that's it. I'll be dropping hints here midweek slash early Thursday. I did record this on Thursday this week because it's a tough week. We'll do this on Wednesday evenings after the injury report comes out. We'll have some good stuff for you every Thursday on the feed. So keep subscribing, keep liking, keep checking out fantasypoints.com on good data from. 2023 in week number one and we'll catch you next time here Hanson's hints at fantasypoints.com thanks for tuning in to this edition of the fantasy points podcast remember to subscribe rate and review on your favorite platform and come join the roster at fantasypoints.com